Hey there, it's Janie Porter, and this is She Just Glows, the podcast. I'm gonna help you find joy and purpose in your life just as it is today. Not tomorrow, not when life is perfect, not when you win a million dollars or your kids finally stop peeing on the seat, but right now. I'm a life coach, a writer, a wife, and a mom of four. And just like you, I spend my days fighting through the pressure to be thin, happy, and have the perfect house and the perfect life. But here's the thing, I've never found perfection. What I have found is that it's so much better to just be real. So grab a cup of coffee and join me like you would a girlfriend. We'll talk mom life, body image, letting go of the lie of perfection, and learning to thrive in the chaos of our world today. You've got your own life coach in your back pocket now. This is She Just Glows, the podcast. So you're thinking about the way you drink, maybe changing it. Maybe you're just watching me and you're curious and that's why you clicked on this episode and that's great too. I gotta tell you though, more often than not, we've wrapped our brains around what it looks like to pause our drinking. Like we, we've really thought it through and maybe our husband supports us, our close friends support us, our inner circle, our life coach supports us. Good, 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 right? But then your mind keeps going, right? And then we have to show up in the outside world, right? And so for many of you, this is the part that you're most afraid of because what does it mean if I go to that holiday party this weekend or I show up to Christmas with the drinking cousins and I drink a Pellegrino, right? So, so what does that mean? There's all this fear and all these narratives around what I'm telling people around me if I don't drink with them as I usually do. And there is so much trepidation, so much anxiety, so much fear surrounding this change. And it's totally understandable because it's scary to stop drinking. It's scary to change the way that you drink. We love it, right? I mean, I don't drink right now. It's been about a year and a half, but I will still tell you, I love drinking. For me, it was like a best friend. And I talk more about that in episodes two and three of She Just Glows, the podcast, if you're interested in hearing my story and what led me to decide, I'm not going to drink right now, about a year and a half ago. But at that point for me, alcohol was like a loyal companion. And when I really dug deep, I realized I didn't want to be disloyal. So it was this really weird tug of war that I had with this thing in my life that was hurting me but I wasn't sure I was ready to let go of. But let's just say you're ready for that part, okay? And I know so many of you are, like you're ready to you know, reevaluate, make some changes. You don't know what those are yet, but we're plowing into the holidays and now what? What happens when you decide to re-enter regular life, your social life, those parties, those trips, the wedding, the work dinner? How do I do my social life without alcohol. I've heard this countless times in my Zoom sessions with my clients. It's the main hangup for so many of them when we first get started, if they're interested in reevaluating their relationship with alcohol. I've been joy coaching for over a year now, and I have some really big time points in this conversation that I'm going to uncover for you today. The solution to that hangup that I know you have and that I had Um, in several points I'm going to share in this episode. If you're interested in changing your relationship with alcohol, or maybe you're just curious about your relationship with alcohol, and you want someone to talk to, I'm here. Send me a DM or reach out. 
All of my contact info is in the episode notes. And I want you to know too, listen up here, because I think this can be something that's really scary. I want you to know that when you reach out to me, first of all, everything you share is 100% confidential. I also want you to know that contacting me does not mean you can never drink again, okay? It doesn't mean anything. It just means that I'm here. It doesn't mean that when you say hello to me, it's zero alcohol for the rest of your life. This is your journey, and I'm here to support you, and we will discuss all of those thoughts and worries running through your head right now. All right, so quick game plan of this episode, and I like to do this because I know you're busy. I'm busy. When I start a podcast episode, I want to know what's in it for me. So here's what's in it for you. First thing I'm going to do is walk you step by step into that first social situation where you're not drinking. Oh, scary. Oh my gosh. Ah. Okay. I'm going to hold your hand. We're going to walk through five steps for your social night without alcohol. What to expect, how you'll feel, anticipating what you'll say. I'm actually going to give you five ideas, like actual scripts of what to say when you're offered alcohol. I'll tell you my favorite thing to say. Um, I'll tell you exactly what I say every time. I'm also going to dig deep into that fear deep inside of you and me that when I don't drink, that means something. That means everyone might think I'm an alcoholic. And I'll be shining a spotlight on a problem that I may or may not have. I will tell you exactly how to know if you're an alcoholic. Spoiler alert, you're not unless you say you are. And we'll get to all of that. This is the zero shame club. There is no room for shame in your alcohol journey or mine. I'm also going to share the exact strategy you can take to ensure no one calls you an alcoholic ever. I know you're curious about that. what that is, right? I've done this myself and it works. And then we're going to wrap up with three things you can ask yourself before you go to these get-togethers this holiday season. Or maybe you're listening to this after the holiday season. This is an episode that can help you with any social gatherings that you are looking at going to, the trips, the weddings, the work dinners, the parties, the weekenders. These are exercises I do with my clients to keep them on the path they want to be on during these social gatherings when it comes to alcohol. And then after that, I'm going to share a few thoughts on the people in our lives, who we drink with, the people who that's how we connect, that's how we bond. What do you do with those people? What happens with those relationships? I'm going to share how to cope and manage that and and kind of unpack that a little bit, okay? So here goes. All right. So you're at the party. Step one. Remember I said, I'm going to give you these five steps and hold your hand. Step one, bring your own drinks or look at the menu before you go. See, when my husband and I go to a party, I don't just show up and get excited to drink water all night. Okay. That's not exciting or fun. Okay. If we're going to a friend's house, we bring a soft cooler that we just put in the corner. No one even notices, or you can even leave it in your car if you don't want that attention. And then just go out to your car to grab your next drink each time. And put in this cooler all of your favorite non-alcoholic drinks. So you have fun things to drink during the evening. We like to pack our favorite non-alcoholic beers. 
These days, we've also been enjoying Kratom tea. So maybe we'll pack that. Maybe some Hyos. Just bring your favorite stuff. And if you're new on this journey toward being alcohol-free or even just drinking less, my best advice to you is try everything. You're not going to know what your favorite alcohol-free drink is until you try them all. When I was drinking, beer wasn't my drink of choice because the calorie versus the alcohol intake just wasn't like the best ratio for me. I wanted more bang for my caloric buck, so I tended to do vodka. Um, But lo and behold... These non-alcoholic beers from Athletic Brewing Company are my favorites So, um, in my non-alcoholic life now. So there's no no reasoning to be made. Um, Just because you drink vodka and soda now doesn't mean that you'll prefer Pellegrino with lime when you stop drinking. Just play with it, okay? Play with it. Bring your own drinks. Bring them in a soft cooler. Put them in the corner. That is what you're going to be pulling from through the night. If you're going to a restaurant, look at the menu. Decide ahead of time what you're going to drink and tell a buddy. Tell your husband. Tell your friend. Visualize what you're going to drink, okay? Tell your safe person. It's not going to be the person who's going to be asking you to take shots like I would have when I was drinking, okay? It's going to be someone who's going to be a little more low-key with you. So find that person at the party. And I'll get into what to do if you don't have that person at the party, okay? I'll get into that in a little bit. The, the second step, okay, build up to this big, scary, horrible moment, right? Right? The first time someone says, hey, do you want a drink? What do you want to drink? Okay, you have to say no to the drink. Oh my gosh, so much, so, so scary, so much build up to this moment. Oh my gosh, you guys. I spend hours talking with clients about this two to three second pause when they feel that the spotlight of the entire party is going to be on them and what are they going to say, right? And so if you're feeling that way, it's a very understandable place to be and I'm going to walk you through that right now. Here are some of my favorite ways to say no to someone offering me a drink. And they're really quick, so you might miss them. Okay, so listen in. Short and sweet is how I like to do it. Okay, so here goes. When someone offers me a drink, no thanks. Another one. I'm good. Thank you. Okay, I'll share a few others in a second. But, but like I was saying, we, you know, we walk into this party and we think there's going to be this huge spotlight on us when we order the drink. And I just need to tell you, No one cares. No one cares. I mean, some people do, and we'll get to that. But so many of my clients walk into this first time, and it's like they have their speech prepared. They've got like eight sentences they they want to get out. Like we're at the Oscars here. We need to have our speech ready, you know. And I know I know you've done the same too, right? If you think if you're thinking about going into these social gatherings and saying no to the drinking. What's your response going to be? What are people going to ask me about? It's a very nerve-wracking experience, and that's exactly why I wrote this episode. So hang on. I'm going to get into all of this. The first thing I want to let you know, you don't need to go into every single thought in your head about alcohol. Girl, no. Okay? You don't need to do it. Just say, no thanks, I'm good. A few other ideas. I'm not drinking right now, but thank you. I brought some non-alcoholic stuff, but thank you. Do you have any ice I can use? No, thanks. I have a lot happening tomorrow. And it doesn't even need to be an early morning tomorrow, guys. You simply have way too much going on to slow down, to chase a feeling for a few hours and spend all day tomorrow recovering from it, okay? But oh my goodness, so much buildup to this moment. And after my clients go through it once, it's like, oh, 
Okay, that was tough. Yeah, that was tough. Second time, a little easier. And it just gets easier every single time because as you're saying no, you are also creating the night that you want of connecting with your loved ones, enjoying the moment, and it may seem hard to do it without drinking. I'm going to touch on that as we go through this episode, but enjoying the moment, being there, like actually being there as your authentic self. And my favorite part, driving home and being totally aware of everything on the drive home, getting into bed, maybe watching a movie. It's just the most delicious way to end a day. Not not remembering anything, right? But that first time freak out after you do it, I think you'll agree with me. It's really just such a waste of energy. The reason you're freaking out about this moment is because either you aren't sure that you don't want to drink yourself, which is totally okay. I wrestled with this exact question for literally seven years before I finally said I'm done with this life. So that's okay if the reason you're freaking out about saying no to alcohol at the party is because frankly, you're not really sure you even want to say no at the party to alcohol. The other reason is you know you're going into a situation where you're going to be around people who will not support your decision and who will pressure you. And I want to bookmark that because I'm hitting on that later on in the episode. But there are a couple of reasons this initial no thanks, I'm good moment is so freaky. Why is that? Because you're asking yourself, what does my decision to not drink say about me? And the big question, does this mean I'm an alcoholic or that other people will think I'm an alcoholic and I'll suddenly have to assume this really yucky, disgusting, and unwanted label for myself? There it is. There it is. The scariest ugliest, most horrible word that you may or may not identify with. I certainly do not identify with calling myself an alcoholic. I will never call myself an alcoholic. And I'm here to tell you, you do not need to wear that label. You just don't. Just because you are reevaluating your drinking does not mean you're an alcoholic. And by the way, it also doesn't mean that there's only one other choice, which is being sober. You can be in between, you know, like it's not one or the other. You're either sober or you're an alcoholic. You can be curious. You can be trying to moderate. You can be on a journey. You can be learning how to live free, which is the name of our private Facebook group. If you want to search for it, it's She Just Glows Living Free. And it's a bunch of women who are either interested in my alcohol-free journey or just curious about their relationship with alcohol. Being in that group doesn't mean anything about anything. It just means you're curious. And if you'd like to join the group, send a request to the private group and I'll let you in. You don't have to choose alcoholic or sober though. You can simply be curious and keep learning. Isn't that a beautiful thing? The first time I shared my story here, oh my gosh, I got to tell you guys, I did a live, an Instagram live. I was super raw, like crying. I think I was like four months in. And one of my readers sent me a DM on Instagram. And what she did was she took a couple of anecdotes from my story of why I don't drink right now. 
that I had shared in the live. And she used those to explain to me in a DM why I am an alcoholic. Oh, it's your worst nightmare, right? So I was hurt. I was also kind of angry that someone I didn't even know felt the need to label me. And so I reached out to my alcohol-free coach at the time. I sent her a screenshot of the conversation because this is what you can do with a coach. Like whenever we work together, I'm your hype girl. You can send me this stuff and I will call it out. And we can work together if you're interested in changing your relationship with alcohol. I have six and 12 week cycles I would love to offer you right now as we head toward the new year. We can also talk about nothing related to alcohol. It can just be helping you get unstuck and listening to what's happening in your life right now. I'm not just an alcohol-free coach is what I'm trying to say. Anyway, so my coach Heather said, did you know alcoholic is not even a medical term, Janie? In other words, there's no certain set of criteria or a test you can take to determine if you're an alcoholic. And I know you've Googled it. I certainly have. You know, how do you know if you're an alcoholic? You know, what are the signs? You know, you go through what you, the Google searches. The only way you can be an alcoholic, I want to tell you this right now, is if you decide you are. Okay? I've decided I'm not. And you don't have to like that. I hate that word. I hate that term. I think that label is a big part of the reason so many people don't even try So the fact that you're listening right now shows bravery and courage. You are strong enough and capable enough of writing the story of your own life. You don't need to wear any labels that you haven't agreed to. Please don't let the fear of that stop you from walking into the life you truly want. And I've had a few clients over the last year who don't want to drink But they don't want it to be a thing at the work party or the dinner. So they kind of fool everyone and they'll they'll like quietly get a drink at the bar that looks like alcohol, but it's not, you know, like a seltzer water with lime or something. That's totally cool too. And if that's what you need to do to not drink at a party, do it. Do it. There are no rules here at all. But there is something I want you to consider. The more open you are about your journey with alcohol, the less people will have to say about it. You know why? Because you're telling them the story. See, I realized that my fear about being thought of as the A word, as I call it, alcoholic, that fear evaporates when I just explain my story. It's like taking the power back. It's taking your power back. Because you are free to write the story of your own life. And I just got to let you know, when we don't share what we're doing or why we're doing it, that is what creates the opportunity for other people to want to fill in the story. Okay, let's be real. People are naturally curious. You've met some humans in your life. We are nosy people. We want to figure out what's going on. And if they sense that you're hiding something from them, They will want to create an explanation. So just preempt that. So what I love to do, I just take my power back. Here's what I say at the party. No, thanks. I'm not drinking right now. And then usually the person says, oh, wow, that's so cool. 
And then I say, yeah, I just got sick of feeling like crap every morning. I love drinking so much and I just like don't know how to stop. And then that usually ignites a whole conversation, which I love. But it's my honest answer. And it's not some big explanation. I just got tired of feeling like crap every morning. And so I wanted to change. And sometimes something else I say is, and this is working right now, the end. I've given them a reason. It's a relatable reason. Oftentimes, the person I'm talking to relates to it in the moment and says, oh my gosh, me too. I need to cut back. What has worked for you? And now everyone's just moving on with the night, okay? So there is power in sharing your story. Sharing your story takes your power back. Sharing your story is the best way to stop people from calling you an alcoholic. And sharing your story can be three sentences. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you mine again, okay? No thanks, I'm not drinking right now. I just got sick of feeling like crap every morning and this is working better. The end. Okay, so back to the party. Step one, get there, bring your own drinks. Step two, we just went over, say no thank you to the alcohol, short and sweet. Congratulations, you have done the hardest part of the entire night. The most awkward part of the night is that two seconds, one 1,000, two 1,000. When you just say, when you say, no thanks, I'm good, or no thanks, I brought my own. Two seconds, guys. It's two seconds. If alcohol is holding you back from the life you truly desire, don't you have two seconds of discomfort in you? I know you do. The two seconds ends in step three. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I've got lots of experience with this. After the first two drinks, no one notices or cares what you're doing and certainly doesn't care that you're not drinking. Okay? I would say the first drink is the most awkward part. I'm drinking my first drink. Everyone's not really loosened up yet. Once everyone gets loosened up, it's game over. You can relax too. You can loosen up too. Me not drinking, I'm still there having fun. The pressure is over though. No one cares. Everyone's getting loose. And this is the time of the night. I would say like after like the first two drinks, this is when I actually have fun because I feel more loose because everyone around me is. I'm not carrying the rigidness of carrying that decision inside and feeling like the weird one at the party, which for a lot of my clients is the worry. I don't want to stick out. I don't want to draw attention to myself. Something else I always like to say, me not drinking does not ruin anyone's good time. You don't know anyone in your social circle or your family that you're going to see at the holidays or at the wedding or on the trip. You don't owe anyone over drinking so that you don't ruin their good time. Think about when you drink. If someone around you isn't drinking, at first you might say, oh, come on, have a drink with me. But after that, you kind of move on to your own like buzzed out party. You know what I mean? No one's looking at you. No one really cares. They're having their own fun time with their drinks. Okay. Step four. All right. This is when things can take a turn. 
I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm just stating facts. Around 10 o'clock, things get sloppy. Okay. The lipstick's looking smeared. The weave is crooked. The bad breath, like, you know, like, like things are just getting a little sideways. Okay. Totally fine. I've been there many times. By this point of the night, I'm bored and I'm ready to go home. I've had my fun. I've connected with my friends. Sometimes I've got a dessert waiting for me at home. Sometimes we're watching a show together. So step four is around 10 PM. Like you can peace out. Okay. Step five. Mm, the best part of the night, not the best part of the night. I mean, the best part is connecting with our friends, but the second best part of the night is that pride you feel on the drive home. When you are totally alert, when the windows are down, you're listening to your music, you're replaying the night, You're noticing everything along the drive. You're thinking about what you're going to be doing tomorrow and getting excited about your life tomorrow. And you're totally present when you go to bed. That's a beautiful thing. And that is not something that ever happened with me when I was drinking. Because I wasn't drinking to have one or two, ever. And that's the main reason I haven't returned to drinking. Because... I know I won't just have one. I've proven that over a period of years. And that's okay. It's not good and it's not bad. It just is. But on that ride home, when I've had zero drinks, I have an inner pride that just covers my body in a warm hug. And I am so proud of myself. There is nothing like it. The next morning, you may know if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook at She Just Glows, I do something that I call victory sips, which is coffee exactly how I like it, congratulating myself with victory sips on another night without alcohol. It's like your victory lap. You're up on a Sunday morning working out. That's your victory lap. You're up on a Saturday morning or the day after Christmas or Christmas morning when you're normally hungover. AF. Been there. Been there. One time I was dry heaving on Christmas morning and I was like, oh my gosh, yay, I'm pregnant. Turns out I wasn't. I was just totally hungover from drinking like eight high light beers the day before, which are like 8% beers in the boat. Oh my goodness. Wasn't having my victory sips then, but now I do. That next morning, I have coffee just how I like it, and I celebrate that inner pride that I feel for another night without alcohol. I would invite you to try it. It's incredibly meaningful and soul-filling. Okay, so those are the five steps for going to these social gatherings. I want to get into now, before you go, Okay, before you go to these social events, I I have three things that I want you to ask yourself. Okay, the first one is, have I thought this through? Okay, so something really important when you're just going out into the real world for the first time as a new non-drinker or a new I'm moderating my drinking drinker. Okay, you've got to visualize these events before you go. If you're going on a trip, you need to take the time and sit there And think about how are you going to feel when you get on the plane? What is it going to feel like when you ask the flight attendant for club soda instead of two Tito's? Okay. Visualize 
What are you going to do instead on the flight? Instead of drinking your face off like I, like I used to. What about when you land? What about the dinner that you're going to? Who are you going to sit next to? What are you going to be wearing? What are you going to say when the waiter asks your drink order? What are you going to order? What are you going to eat? How are you going to feel on that drive home? Do you have dessert waiting for you at home or maybe a Netflix show? The next morning, can you celebrate with victory sips? Visualize, visualize, visualize. This was the key to my early, I guess you could call it success, um, white knuckling it and not drinking as I would go out into the real world. The key for me was visualizing it before I went. The second thing to ask yourself before you go, what are my facts about drinking? If you are not new here, you know that I have something called a facts list when it comes to alcohol. And I've shared about this in episodes two and three of She Just Glows, the podcast. And I use this exact strategy with clients who are reevaluating their drinking and have goals surrounding their alcohol intake. You need to come up with why you don't drink right now. The way I like to describe it is, Urges and cravings to drink are feelings. They're emotions. They come and go. You might wake up and not want to drink a beer, but when you sit down to watch that football game, bang, now you want a beer, right? The point is, just like feelings and emotions, cravings and urges are always changing based on how you feel and your mood and the weather and where you are and who you're with. I mean, so many variables, right? By contrast, your facts list about why you don't drink is facts, is truths about why you don't drink that you can always go back to when you have those momentary urges. Because the truth never changes. The truth is the truth no matter how we feel about it, how tired we are, how happy we are, how sad we are. The truth is the truth, okay? So as an example, let me give you some of my facts list items. The first item on my facts list is I never have just one. That's a fact. I can't think of any time when I've been drinking that I've just had one. Again, it's not good or bad. It just is. It's not something I need to shame myself about or say, oh, I'm such a weak person. It's simply item one on my facts list about why I don't drink right now. So when I go to the restaurant with my dad here in a little bit, if I have an urge when the wine list gets passed out to, oh man, it would be so nice to have a glass of red wine, I immediately go in that moment to my facts list. But Janie, you never have just one. And that does it for me because I know in my facts list that one is never just one. And I know exactly what's going to happen if I open the floodgates, so to speak, right? Another item on one of my clients' facts lists is I really don't even like the taste. Another item on your facts list might be it's keeping me from the life I truly want. So if we work together 
and you are one of my private clients, we will go through your fax list together. I will type it out for you. We will have it on hand at all times. And that's just one of the many things that we get into in our weekly 45-minute Zoom sessions. If you're interested in working together, hit me up on DM or through the episode notes. There's a link to the coaching page of my website. I would love to chat. Third thing to ask yourself before you go to these social gatherings, do I really have to go? Mm, uh Uh-oh. Oh, no. Your alarm bells are going off. I know. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, of course I have to go. I go to everything. I'm the yes girl. I never tell anyone no. I'm the friend to everyone all the time. I go to all these different events. Oh my gosh, I'm tired just saying it, girl. You don't have to go. You don't have to go at all. If you're at a point in your relationship with alcohol where you know in that quiet corner of your heart that it's taking more than it's giving to your life. Isn't it worth giving up a couple social outings this holiday season? Isn't it worth just canceling to see if maybe this alcohol-free thing or this less alcohol-in-my-life thing will stick? You don't really have to go. It's okay In your first couple months, especially of making this commitment to try to not drink, it's okay to be boring for a couple months. I am giving you full permission to be boring in your pursuit of your authentic, thriving life. Saying no to drinking for so many of us comes with an automatic next fear of, oh no, I'm going to be the boring one. Everyone's going to think I'm boring. Who cares what they think? Who cares? If you're going to put yourself in a situation that is not going to be helpful to your alcohol-free or alcohol-moderated journey, just don't go. Stay home a little more. It's okay. This work is tiring. It's hard. You're kind of relearning life in many ways and learning to cope with stress and disappointment and the good emotions and the bad emotions differently. And it's okay to just not go. What if just not going to this stuff for a couple months was the only thing holding you back from the life that you've been craving for so long? What if this was all you needed to do? Literally, just make up an excuse and stay home. Like seriously, it's not that hard. Tell them you don't feel well. Because you already know what happens if you go to that party. I know what happens if I go. The dry mouth, the dizziness the next day, the sour stomach, the racing through the text thread to see what you shared after the end of the night, the scrolling your photo roll, the asking your husband or friend what happened at the end of the night and piecing it back together. I've done it all too. You already know what's going to happen. So how bad would it be to just take a pass on this one and stay home and lay in bed, watch Netflix and sleep? And you know, there are those people in our lives who just aren't going to be okay with us not drinking. It's a fact. For so many of my clients, 
there are one or two people in their lives who they don't want to let down by not drinking or they don't want to lose that connection with them that will come if they cut back on their drinking. And I know it's incredibly scary. And I want to say a few things about that because I know it's a legitimate fear and it's scary. Number one, no more apologies. You are not responsible for other people's comfort level with your drinking. I'm going to say that again because it's so important. I don't want you to gloss over it. You aren't responsible for other people's comfort level with your drinking. And if you need to hash through that, reach out to me. Let's set up a call. I do a free discovery call with anyone who's interested in becoming a client. So you can feel me out. I can feel you out. It sounds kind of weird, but you know what I mean. (laughs) You aren't responsible for other people's comfort level with your drinking. I had a client who went to a party somewhat early on in her alcohol-free journey. And there was a guy there who was making the biggest deal, like badgering her all night about her drinking, about her not drinking, actually, I should say. This guy would not let it go. He was belligerent. He was kind of like bullying her, like he could not move on with his night. He could not let it go. And she held strong and she white knuckled it through that horrific night. And I think if I remember right, she cried at the end of it. She voxered me, which is a way that we can talk to each other in between sessions together on Zoom. We use an app called Voxer where you can leave really long voice memos for each other. Totally private, obviously. And this way I can help you through those tough moments. When you run into someone at a party who cannot get over the fact that you're not drinking and cannot move on with their night because they need to keep making you drink, I need you to know that says so much more about their relationship with alcohol than yours. And it's time to stop living for those people. If you've decided that you're interested in making a change possibly, Have the balls to write the story of your own life. The second thing I want you to keep in mind about those people in your life who just aren't going to be okay with you not drinking. When you enter this alcohol-free journey, your support system may not be your inner circle in real life. And that is totally okay. Doesn't mean you're going to have to never talk to your mom again or your sister again or your husband again, (laughs) you know. Nope, doesn't mean any of that. It just means your support system for your alcohol-free or alcohol-moderated journey is just going to be different than your inner circle, okay? I think a really important step in starting this journey and getting support is having someone who is somewhat removed from your everyday which is why I think having a coach is so transformative and was for me because now I've let someone else in on my deep, dark secret. Like someone outside the circle of trust knows about this and I'm paying her to hold me accountable because that's how much I care about 
seeing what life without alcohol really looks like and giving it a really and really giving it a fair chance. You know what I mean? The third thing I want you to keep in mind um, is something my life coach shared with me when I started to get scared that some of my friendships could change when I stopped drinking. And they, they did. Over time, they did. Something that really helped me decipher and decide which events I would still be going to and which people I really ended up wanting to spend time with now that I'm not drinking was this. She said, when you stop drinking, something magically happens. Those people who you had to drink to be around, you know, like the parties you're going to go to this holiday season where you you have to drink to tolerate the people there, or you have to drink to like enjoy yourself at the work dinner, or you have to drink to um, tolerate who you're with. What happens when you stop drinking is you just stop going to those things. I know you can't really stop going to work dinners, but you can start doing a work coffee or a work before dinner meeting and not do the sloppy, we're out till midnight dinner. I mean, there are ways around it. And I I help clients walk through that all the time. When you stop drinking, the people who you had to drink to tolerate being around simply aren't as important to hang out with. And I know that sounds really harsh, but over time, it's what happens. Because when you're not drinking, you don't need to dull yourself down to be around people. You don't need to buzz yourself out to tolerate people. You're just showing up as your true, authentic self. And that's the exact type of people that you want to be around too. So I found this the other day and I wanted to share it. Um, After every client call, I send you an email with a video recording of our call so you have it forever, along with bullet points about what we talked about and your homework for the week. Every session we have homework that you need to do before the next session usually to help um, keep the momentum going and really help spur your progress. So this is exactly what I sent a client after her first call. Okay, I'm gonna read it verbatim. A life with you crushing your goals and remaining alcohol free will involve disappointing other people. We will no longer disappoint you. We will disappoint others. I know it sounds scary right now, but you can do this and I will be there with you every step of the way. Staying on your journey will mean you get more comfortable with letting others down. Are you tired of always being the one who is disappointed by what you do? Are you tired of putting everyone else's comfort level and needs above yours? I got to tell you that client who I sent that blurb to after her first call, she just celebrated an entire year without alcohol. And I'm so proud of her. I want you to know You are capable of change. You are capable of so much more than you might believe about yourself right now. What would happen? What would happen if all these little decisions and uncomfortable moments added up to the life you truly wanted and you just need to push past this one thing? 
that's holding you back. You have the power to get through social moments and get to the other side of this. I know you can do this. It's one day at a time and one social gathering at a time. I'm so glad we got to do this today. Listen, everybody knows word of mouth is the best advertising. So if you liked what you heard, follow, share, leave a review. And there's so much more where that came from. Go to shejustglows.com to read words of encouragement and inspiration that you just might need today. There you'll also learn about my work as a life coach and how we can work together. My publications have been viewed more than 4 million times by moms around the world. We have such an amazing community. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and well, that's all I got right now. I've decided I'm too old for TikTok. Remember, you've got this. You are enough. I'll see you next time. And until then, you glow girl.